Briggs from Between the Bear to Me, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. Watch the tips and fires, distrust in what we've done, our shallow grave of freedom. All right, how's it going out there, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new edition of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, back here again, this time along with bassist Dan Briggs. Uh, quite the honor, man. Thank you so much for joining our IOF series today. Now, Dan, this is an exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at the Grammy nominated Between the Buried and Me with the release of your highly anticipated 10th studio album. I can't believe I'm even saying that. Uh, Colors 2, which unleashes here on August 20th through Sumerian Records. And first things first, I just want to, you know, congratulate you guys on just getting this far into your storied career in 20 years and all of the well-deserved recognition this new album has been getting so far. I mean, could we expect anything less? Let's be real here, you know, especially with those mind-blowing singles, Fix the Error, uh, Revolution in Limbo that recently dropped. Plenty of amazing things to unravel about this album and what you guys are all about. But before we get to all that and beyond, we talked about it before the interview started, man. Uh, I know you guys are gearing up to go here, uh, to go tour here soon, uh, which is one of the most exciting things to see happening again these days. Um, how are you, man? Uh, how has the last six or seven months been like in North Carolina? Is that where you're at right now? Yeah, I'm in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, yeah, it's been weird. And it's it's um, it's really weird because, you know, two and a half hours of my day is spent in the past playing music <laughs> that goes as far back as the year 2000 and um, and and as current as 2021. But um, it's even, even thinking back to last year and writing and recording and, you know, I've been asked a lot about the headspace you were in writing. I'm just like, oh, my God, I don't even know the headspace I was in a month ago. You know what I mean? Because it's just one time has been yeah. moving so weird. Uh, you know, emotionally, I feel like just been so up and down and, you know, waves of anxiety here or there feeling good, you know, this and that. And um, to be where I'm at now, which is really just like laser focused, ready to just slay this music, you know, that's that's where I'm at right now and uh, feeling good, ready to like see the guys and do it. We filmed a video a couple weeks ago and it was just nice to like see everyone again. It had been since yeah. March. So. Something normal. If that's, uh, that's, yeah. a, that's hard to even talk about what, what is normal these days. Right. Oh, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with uh, the, the, just I'm imagining, you know, what we're about to do on all the different levels, you know, like, being back on stage, of course, is one thing, but I live alone. So like living in a vessel with 10 other people again, you know, like that seems so foreign, you know, yeah. being around people all day, you know, like just that whole thing that is going to just feel like it. I'm and, and I'm sure the second that we're into it, it's just going to feel like normal because it's what we've done our whole adult life. But at this point right now, just in the last year and a half and how weird it's been in the conditions, you know, it, it does feel like a little bit like, you know, baby steps into it, you know? Yeah. And making the best of the situation is an easier said than done, you know, just, just, just a thing like that. And um, it's nice to see that you guys are doing something like this. It's nice to have something to look forward to like a tour, you know, like it's just something mm -hmm. simple like that. As simple as it sounded back then, it seems like it's a lot to ask for now. And you really start to appreciate, you know, right. little things like that. The last year has been weird because um, it seemed like even though we had like a pretty set time that we were getting into the studio in November, it was almost maybe the second week of November we came in actually, or was it after? Hmm. 
I, I can't quite remember. We spent all of December in the studio. No, maybe it was later in November. Um, uh, it still seemed like you were kind of operating without any deadlines or anything, you know? And so I, I've written so much music over the last year for various groups, my own thing between the bear and me, this and that. And it was, it's just constantly kind of been like you wrap up one thing, you kind of stretch out a little bit and then you just open up the next folder, you know, and it just kind of kept going and going. And um, that's great. I, I definitely hit a point though, around like March or April of this year, where I was just like, you know, well, what else is there? What, what else are we trying to get towards, you know? And now yeah. it, it, it's felt like since June that you are really, you know, working towards something and um, something like definite, like there's this thing that happens on October or uh, August 3rd. Yeah. That, you know, is going to happen. So um, that, that does feel nice. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm going to sh shift gears you here because um, speaking of something that you love to do playing music and I know this, I'm going to get specific here because I know this is something that you take to heart and it's about who you are. Dan, mm -hmm. uh, you're vegan. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. Three yeah. of us are vegan. Yeah, yeah I, I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm in my 30s now. I can't eat the shit I used to before. But, you know, a lot of my <laughs> that's actually a goal that I'm trying to get uh, to myself personally. You know, my brother, uh, he's very health conscious. We we all are. And um, I do have a question about that, because being vegan, do you just happen to be vegan and straight edge or are you influenced by the, you know, the vegan straight edge movement? that came from bands like earth crisis and youth of today. I know that that's a lot to yeah. tackle. In no, there, it just, it, like it, that's it something was, that's that was an influence when I got into it. Um, I was maybe 14 or 15 when I went vegan. So at that time, yeah, I was going to hardcore shows. If you went to a show in the late nineties, there, there was a table with any number of pamphlets, you know, the why vegan vegan outreach, PETA, um, little TV set up with like lab raids and this and that. And, yeah. um, it, it 13 year old, 14 year old brain, you know, just soaked it all up. And then you're listening to these songs and it, it just so directly like cut in and, and connected with you. And, and yeah, for me, like, especially when I was getting into it, it was just all about animal rights. Like no one, I mean, you're just, uh, a teenager you weren't eating healthy you know what I mean? <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> eating junk so and then it's funny because yeah the, the older you get it just it just becomes it's just it's just a way of your life you know what i mean um yeah. the same with like i've just i've never drank or smoked you know i i don't you know i don't x up like i did in high school but uh it's that same thing. It's just that, yeah, it's just like it just becomes this inherent part of you as you get older. And then it's funny how the perception around that changes as you get older. Cause you know, when I was in high school and you'd be at lunch, like there, there was just always kids that you're sitting with like friends or whatever that would just be like, so wait, you can't eat like this or like, wait, so you don't smoke or like you don't drink or like this or that and you get older. And it's like, everyone, you know, has someone that they know that's been through recovery yeah. you know, or this or that. And, and, you know, to hear like a friend is sober, they're just like, Oh yeah. Like does so it's like, like normal. You know what I mean? And, um, it's just interesting. And you don't have to wear like, you know, you don't have to wear the, the, the straight edge thing, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like there's a, there's a level of, you know, uh, you know, you, you tell someone about 
who you're all about. This is what I do. I haven't done this. Mm-hmm. I haven't done this. This is the way I, I, I see things. And then there's a way, there's another side to it where you educate them on, on, on why it's important to, you know, go this route, you know, being healthier, feeling good about yourself. I mean, eating vegan food, man. I mean, I, I, I love it because I actually don't feel like shit immediately. Well, you after, got spiral you know? diner right there. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> you can feel like shit pretty easily over there. We love that place. But when we go to spiral, I mean, we I know we're, that not spot. Content, we're not content unless we've left there with like a plate of nachos, you know, like a burger blowout. And then what's that, 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 that dessert, the death star or whatever. It's like a brownie um, sundae with up right now. espresso shot. Oh my God. It's out of control. And so we basically leave spiral diner just feeling like we're, we're rolling, but it's so good. Yeah. There's, there's two spots the one in Dallas, which is, I'm pretty sure that's the one you went to. And then there's another mm-hmm. one in Denton, which is. 30 minutes from where I am. And I think you pretty much got my uh, meal plan for, for today. <laughs> uh, but speaking of meals, what's on the, what's on the menu today for you, man? Just a question that's a, for to a vegan. That's a good, that's a good question. Yeah. Yes. Yesterday, actually, I, um, I was slow cooking some uh, jackfruit in a, in a mole sauce that I made. So that was really good. And, uh, there'll probably be some leftover of that. I mean, there, there is absolutely some leftover of that. <laughs> Basically I'm just in that, like trying to clear out the fridge phase. Like I should probably stop grocery shopping. Like I probably won't anymore before we leave because uh, yeah. I live alone. So I got to clear out, eat all the produce before I leave and toss whatever. Um, so yeah, I'll be, I'll be digging back into that jackfruit maybe in some sort of variation. I don't, I don't know what I'll do with it. Maybe, um, maybe I'll make some collard greens go, Man, go along with it. I think that'd be good. You know what you should do? I'm, I know I'm just a fan of millions out there, but dude, go on Instagram live. Do you like cooking with Dan or something like that? Three of you guys are vegan. I'm just saying, if you guys yeah. put out something like a between the berry to me, vegan edition, just see what you guys are cooking up. Can you imagine like the fan outpour? I mean, <laughs> I'm just we saying could, I, I, being I health conscious. Walk- I think it's very important these days. I mean, you know, yeah, I had a one-off um, cooking column in a uh, a British progressive music magazine that was fun. And since it was a British magazine, I was like, oh, I think it'd be fun to do something that's inherently like Southern for them. So I gave them yeah. my my vegan mac uh, and oh, collard co- collard yeah. greens recipe with some like uh, barbecued uh, tempeh or whatever. It was, it was it was pretty good. So so when me I, my, I have when me and my brother. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish it. Finish that. Go ahead. No, I was just saying I have been published once for, for the cooking. All right. That's definitely an idea. I, I was going to say, I don't mean to interrupt you there, but I was going to say that uh, when me and my brother get together, we always make vegan mac. Uh, that's like, mm. that's, that may be my favorite vegan dish. I think we made a vegan lasagna over the holidays, which was good God, uh, probably definitely the best lasagna I've ever had, but you, you just that's feel great. good. You eat good and then you feel good. You know, that's, I mean, yeah. And hey, you can eat vegan stuff and make yourself still feel terrible too. Like it's yeah. anything's possible. But <laughs> yeah, the older you get, obviously you kind of uh you get into eating healthier. Like I, I just think that's kind of like everyone. So definitely I, I feel like we're all kind of in that boat now. But um that's definitely I mean, that's a big thing for us on tour, of course, is the food. So of course very much looking forward to traveling and um being able to get to so many of our favorites spots again you know yeah and uh i'm gonna save the i feel like we could talk about this subject forever but i know i don't want to take up too much of that we'll save that for we'll save that for a a personal interview when you guys actually come to dallas we'll talk about just vegan food and just that's it that's what we'll talk about on that episode but 
uh, we talked about everything except let's talk about Colors 2 finally. The 10th album drops August 20th on Sumerian. Now, this is the follow-up to 2018's Automata 1 and 2. And this is quite mm-hmm. the follow-up, man. I mean, this you guys got a Grammy nod for Condemned to the Gallows from Automata 1. It's weird. And really weird. Really weird. Yeah. It, it's well-deserved, too. And if I may, Dan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out there because I'm gonna, my mind's going to explode if I don't talk about this. Listening to Colors 2, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's that perfect blend of the progressive metal, tech death, metalcore, avant-garde, jazz fusion, all of the above. There's no specific category which makes you guys stand out from that crowd of bands that I, that have made room for themselves in those aforementioned genres you know from yeah it's like monochrome uh revolution and limbo stare into the abyss and then and then my favorite section to close out the album with turbulence fumato and human as hell oh I mean, yeah 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 i mean you guys have done it again you've already had albums which have gone to be certified as you know staple records among many musicians today as is the case with colors of 2007 i mean this is just mm-hmm. another impressive addition to your catalog and here's the thing dan you guys have really honed in to your sound and unique identity that have stayed true to that over the years i don't care who you are i mean 10 records is not an easy thing to do yet here you are but walk me through this you know does writing get easier or does the you know the pressure of so many great records make it harder uh i definitely don't i mean i'm kind of always writing so i'm always just down for the you know the next thing to kind of come across um and i don't think of anything outside of just writing fun you know exploratory music you know i think i think that's that's the most fun thing is that we don't have rules on our music there is no defined sound it's um it's been such an interesting natural journey from you know we all joined up on alaska so for 16 years now um we're always doing the thing that feels natural in that moment you know yeah. and so automata was a jump from coma ecliptic and and this one you know kind of a natural jump from there um and there there's parts you know where yeah it feels like we're very much you know uh blasting into you know, future space, things that, that we hadn't done before. And, and that's so fun. And that's obviously, that was a big part of the idea behind what colors was in 2007, you know, colors to us wasn't a defined sound. It wasn't, um, you know, it was, it was really just the, the opening of our brains and just letting it just explode open, you know, and, and try everything new under the sun and um nothing was forced it wasn't like oh wouldn't it be funny if we had this bluegrass section or if we had this you know african tribal sort of thing it was just like it was like we uh, even though we were so young like i was 22 when we did that record that like you'd already absorbed so much you Mm. know because we were these progressive music fans we listened to everything just under the sun you know and you you're just subtly absorbing it, even if you weren't listening to something and then trying to like replicate it playing wise. Um, because we had just kind of like, I mean, the first song we wrote on that record was Answer the Sky, which is just, it's just, it's, it's everything. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we were unlocked from, from the get go writing that record. And so it was, it was so fun. And, and using that logic as a blueprint for all these years later, all the stuff that we've done, but we've 
matured so much as uh, musicians, as songwriters, and as just like, you know, knowing each other for, for all these years. And to be able to come back around to, to just that, I, that, that general idea and apply it to where we were in 2020 and how, you know, how we as musicians would approach, you know, some of those ideas, something like a bluegrass part that felt so out there in 2007. And then we got a whole song, you know, prehistory that's got this bluegrassy, you know, kind of, kind of bop to it. You know, I, I yeah. think that's super fun. Um, as you're telling me this, you know, your vocalist, Tommy Rogers, he said that you guys were in a similar spot when you did the first colors. Like, what do you think you meant by that? Because obviously this ended up being colors too. You know, I, I wonder like when you, when you set out to like day one production colors too, did you know you were making colors too? Did you set out yeah. to do that? Okay. Yeah. We, we talked about it. Uh, maybe as far back as 2019. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was, it was, you know, we were kind of in uh, 2006, you know, going into the writing, we were, we had just been on tour with this version of the band, you know, for the first time, you know, for a year and a half, two years, whatever the cycle was on, on Alaska. Hmm. And, um, and we went through like the ups and downs of living in a van together and, having good experiences and having bad experiences and like the writing of colors and the idea of it. And the thing that propelled us was kind of being at that, like bottoming out sort of thing. And then just using that to just kind of like explode open. And the end of, you know, 2019 was that same sort of like sort of transitional thing where we were kind of like breaking from management, becoming self-managed, um, for the first time since, I mean, you know, we didn't have a manager when we did colors. <laughs> so it was yeah. kind of like that same idea. We were just, it was just us and our booking agent kind of how we were operating back then. And, um, it's kind of like gotten back to that place, which is a little interesting. Um, but we're, um, which is so much wiser now. I mean, you know, just 22 years old is just an idiot kid you know i, I mean uh, you know it's, it's, uh, you're talking about being 22 years old do you ever go back and listen to just colors on just a casual day do you ever no, do that no 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 i don't do that with any of the music but mm. i only hear that stuff when when i'm upstairs like practicing so yeah. um, it's it's usually in these small chunks which is so interesting because we're getting ready to go play great misdirect in its entirety and the only time we played that in its entirety was at the album release show for that album in 2009 because it wasn't written to be in our mind you know at the time we wrote it as five it was just five pieces that we had yeah um one of them became two songs mirrors and obfuscation that came in as one piece um but it was just this i remember at the time almost viewing it like um like the yes uh, close to the edge record which is, is three tracks you know what i mean and i remember we had gotten we'd done that first piece and i think disease injury madness and um and the idea for fossil genera is like oh my god guys this is like 40 minutes of music you realize between like these three tracks we're just like holy shit is that possible um and it's 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 actually been really interesting because i never since probably that show i've never listened to the album in its entirety so to go upstairs for the first time and start working through it and then be at the point where I could play through it, start to finish. I was like, there's 
like, I really like the flow of this album. Like, it's very interesting. It's my favorite part of the set that we're playing. Thankfully, it takes up like an hour of <laughs> this set. So I'm like, <laughs> I really enjoy this. This is, this is like a very, it, it has a very nice, you know, it never sits in any one dynamic for too long, you know? Um, it's got these nice little natural kind of breaks within it, which is, which is kind of kind of interesting because we definitely didn't purposefully lay it out like that. You know, from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you have taken in, which you've discussed about, you know, um, as you're telling me this, you know, everything just starts to unfold. I remember when I first saw you guys, uh, what is it, 09? Oh, oh when was, mm-hmm. was it? And then I remember I saw you guys again in 2012 at Summer Slaughter with Cannibal Corpse. Like, I've, I've seen you throughout the years and just seeing you guys grow into who you guys are today, you know, whether it's being in a band that's been through the hard-earned success, playing for as long as you have and the people you have met and work with during these amazing records, the multiple touring cycles and your band, you know, the, the name between the barrier to me, it's a household name these days. And especially in the metal realm, you know, Dan, what is the most rewarding part for someone like you who is now at this point in their career at the same time has been involved with so many of the different aforementioned talented bands, artists, individuals, you have your solo projects. Do you ever just stop for a moment and, you know, to take a look back at how far you've come? It's it, it's a little wild. There's not a lot of stopping and reflecting, and that that's kind of what's fun about this tour that we're getting ready to do. Is um, is it, it like we initially were going to do it last May, and so it was at right. the end of three year touring cycle on Automata, and um, and was going to be like a stop, reflect before we do this, you know, future th- propulsion into uh, and writing a new album. And instead, we ended up putting it off for a year plus. Um, and so it, it, it is an interesting time to, to look back over the career and, and, um, yeah, God, I mean, cause we, we never had expectations along the way. I mean, you know, like, you know, th- these certain landmarks that would happen along the way, um, whether it was like, you know, being able to sell out a venue for the first time that we'd been playing for a handful of times or, going out with a band like dream theater that we looked up to so much for, for years in Opeth um uh to you know being able to have the longevity and really but the most important thing to me is that we've just had the time to grow and develop and you know um just have all these these new avenues to explore and always have people that are like that seem like they're kind of like growing and and learning and adapting along with us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so this tour is just kind of like a celebration and, and a very, uh, you know, just, just kind of a thanks, you know? Yeah. Uh, and well, look back. I mean, you don't always get to celebrate it 20 years, you know? I mean, yeah, it's just a little reminder. I, I want to make sure you guys know that you guys are here where you're at. And uh, I mean, when you release like a, a second part of a critically acclaimed album, like people are going to be like, Whoa, Okay, I remember when the first one came out, you know, and you guys you right. know, took it by storm. And obviously it was it was not like expected, like it just happened and then kind of just blossomed into what you guys are today. Um, yeah. But uh, I know we're reaching the end part of this interview. I'm going to I'm going to let you go here. Oh, but uh, I know I talked about this a surprise. I have a different kind of surprise. I want to ask you, you know, before I let you go, uh, I have a question. I don't know how many times you ever get asked this, but right. tell, tell me about your starfish. <laughs> Sorry. Your starfish? There's a starfish oh, named after you. The, that, the, right? the, the fossil. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that happened. Um, I've got, let me see. I've got the, uh, I think I have, 
so a guy at a museum in um luxembourg this is, this is great uh, yeah discovered i couldn't believe this i mean the, the the weird way that this even correlates because it was found this fossil was found off a beach in myrtle beach okay uh south carolina which we're in north carolina so it's you know it's our neighbor um and yeah it's a little i have um i just have it's a little like microscopic cell of it so obviously like you wouldn't be able to see it right now we, we need a uh a, a like a microscope, microscope. yeah but the, the Latin name they gave it, I can't, you know, I'm going to kind of try to sound out. Is, I, have it, I have it right here. If you want to try it, go ahead. Amphilimna. Amphilimna interceptosetme, which translates to between the berry to me. So yeah. they basically gave, yeah, this little crustacean guy or whatever, um, the name of us, and we got to meet him in Luxembourg. We we played Luxembourg a couple times, and we got to meet him there. And um, we've got um, some really cool, like actual photos that, like, like high def photos that they took under the microscope, so you can kind of get a better, better view of it. And it is so far out, so cool. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I I wonder, like, how do you discover a starfish and get it named after you? And people who don't know it. It lived 67 million years ago uh, in South Carolina. And like we just talked yeah. about, that was a little literal like Latin translation of, of the name. Anyway, yeah. you, you have a starfish. Like I'm just saying that's a, that just builds to the band's legacy. <laughs> I think it's so cool. Yeah. You ask about some of the craziest things throughout the career. So, something like that. Um, having people at the Jet Propulsion Lab, uh, NASA and Pasadena reach out to us on Parallax Dude. 2 and be like, we love your music. You have to come out here. Um, case, in like point. case in point. Um, uh, Dan, yeah. this is this has been such an honor. I'm going to let you go here. Hopefully we can do this again in person and with you and the guys. Can't wait yeah. to see you here in Dallas, man. Uh, I hope you have a great tour. Do you have any, I don't know, last words, any shout outs, anything you'd like to plug in as far as oh my gosh. or even We're your solo, solo projects? That. So the floor is yours. No, yeah, I'm just uh, excited for everyone to take in this record. You know, it's uh, it's so hard to release to give to give. I mean, if you've heard you've heard the record, so it's it's yeah. very hard to sum up in a couple of songs. You know what I mean? Um, I tried my best. It, it's I, I know I it wasn't it didn't do it justice, honestly. It's been great that there's been positive feedback so far, and I just like I'm just so excited for people to um be able to take the full thing in because it is it is the full dynamic spectrum. It's the full journey i mean you know it's it's the i think that's that's the best way to kind of when we write these these it's not a story-based record necessarily but you know it, we write it as 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 a journey very much and that's that's kind of an exciting part of our music so and everyone who doesn't know uh dan is involved in projects like nightmare scenario disorder assembly i know you've been in bands with orbs and triscapes nova collective yeah i mean that list goes on forever um uh, but again it doesn't Thank you again. I wouldn't be here today without the music you guys put out throughout your career. So much appreciated for everything you've done. Um, everyone who's listening, this is Dan Briggs from Between the Barrier to Me. Colors 2, again, Colors 2, just that name, uh, drops <laughs> August 28th on Sumerian Records. Check us out on interviewonaprior.com. You can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams out there. Buy the album. Do that, do that favor for me and Dan, if you don't mind. The bands can't do it without your help. Dan, uh, have a great tour, man. Stay safe out there, and I will see you in Dallas, man. You, you stay safe. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right, buddy. Talk later. See ya. We have to bring it down. Come as a society. We will abolish this. This is just a break. We have to bring it down. Come as a society. We will abolish this. This is just a break.
Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.